0: A series, and I've been talking about uh, kingdom, the principles of kingdom authority, yeah. and uh, so we've been in that series, and uh, we started a, a message, and we're going to do part two of the limits and privileges of our kingdom authority, the limits and privileges of our kingdom authority, and uh, just, uh, just a little bit of a review of what we went over in the in the first part of the message. Uh, when we talk about kingdom authority, and and, uh, we recognize that Jesus said it was the gospel of the kingdom that was going to be preached in all the world for a witness. And uh, so when we move to this next slide here, uh, we talked about last week that kingdom authority is spiritual authority. Amen. Kingdom authority is spiritual authority. Say that with me. Spiritual authority. Spiritual authority. Amen. Kingdom authority is a glorious truth, not to be refused, not to be confused, or abused. It's spiritual authority. And uh, when we, uh, it's a powerful responsibility given to us by God himself when we became the children of God. Talk about, about kingdom authority. You see, for a lot of us, uh, in in a lot of different ways, uh, it seems like we got saved. We 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 started going to church, and uh, you know, we feel better and we're doing a little bit better. But 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 in some instances, it seems like there's some things that aren't changing, and 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 uh, some of the things that we should have. Uh, authority over and and, and power to change uh, some of the things that are running us we should be running it. And the Bible tells us that Jesus said my people perish for what? A lack of knowledge. And so that's what we want to to gain knowledge uh, in the subject of kingdom authority. And uh, so we talked about uh, how that today as Christians, we've been given spiritual authority. We're not supermen or superwomen, but we've been given spiritual authority over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And and, and I defined in the first message what I meant by that. Uh, when we talk about the world, I'm not talking about you know uh, 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 the uh, visible world that we operate in every day. But when we talk about the world, the Bible speaks of the world as talking about a system. The world system that is ruled and, 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 and uh, uh, by Satan. There is a satanic system in, that operates in the world. And as believers, uh, uh, we, we're not supposed to let it be over us, but it's supposed to be under our feet. So as Christians, we've been given spiritual authority over the world system, over the flesh. Talked about the fact that, uh, you know, the Bible talks about the works of the flesh. Uh, and, and, And I talked about how that a lot of the issues we deal with, a lot of times we want to blame it on the devil, but a lot of times it's not the devil, it's us. Amen. We're mean. We're low down sometimes. Uh, uh, you know, there's some things that uh, we do. We can't say the devil caused us to do it. Uh, if, if You know, if we, we have a, a, a sinful nature inherited by the fall, but there's some stuff that we just like ourselves. Paul said, amen, in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. To will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. Uh, and, and, and so... Uh, There is, the the Bible talks about how uh, the carnal mind is at enmity against God. Uh, and, 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 And Jesus said this, Jesus said, except you be born again, you won't even see the kingdom of God. You can't even understand, perceive the kingdom of God. You've got to be born again. So as Christians today, amen, as born again believers... We've been given spiritual authority over the world system. We've been given authority over our flesh. Our flesh doesn't have to rule us. Amen. doesn't have to run us. Uh, we can take authority over uh, uh, the flesh and, 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 and the appetites of the flesh. And, 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 and we can call the shots instead of our sinful nature calling the shots. And then we've been given spiritual authority over demonic spirits. Yeah. Amen. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, yeah. and bringing our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Yeah. We've got spiritual weapons. It's a spirit, it's spiritual warfare. A lot of times, why we're having so many problems. Is we're trying to use natural means to confront spiritual problems, yeah. and we're not using all that is in our ability. Amen. Uh, then we talked about the fact that our authority, our, our, our authority, is limited at this time. Yeah. We talked about the aspect of uh, there is a not yet, and when we go to the scripture, amen. On The next slide. The scripture in Hebrews 2, verses 6 through 8. Uh, it says there in Hebrews 2, 6 through 8, it says, But one testified in a third place, saying, What is man that you are mindful of him? Or the son of man that you take care of him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you crown him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. He's talking about in the, in the garden, in the in, in the before the fall, Adam and Eve had ultimate authority in the earth. They had authority over the animals, they had authority over the fish, they had authority over, uh, 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 God said, uh, give them dominion, uh, uh, we're going to make them in our image and in, in our likeness, and we're going to give them dominion in the earth. Yeah. So they were able to call the shots. But after the fall, they lost that authority. They lost that uh, dominion. Yeah. And when Christ came, and what, who was the last Adam, by his obedience and submission to God and dying. On the cross for our sins. Yeah. He got back that authority. He said all power in heaven and earth is in my hand. And he gave authority to believers. But our authority is limited. It's not we, we don't have the total authority that Adam had. And so in the scripture we're reading there it said in verse 8. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But then notice his last clause in that eighth verse. But now, say but now. We do not yet see all things put under him. And I underline the not yet. We are living in the not yet. We don't have. Access to the full authority now. That's why I said, uh, you, you know, uh, you know, who's got authority to make mosquitoes not bite? And I went into that, you know, story about how you know I'm not afraid of bees and, and things like that. My, my attitude is I'll get them before they get me if I see them come. Now, I know some people have been, you know, stung by bees and what have you. Definitely, some people have. Uh, uh, Reactions uh, uh, to being stung, and it's understandable. Uh, But I used to think that, well, you know, I got authority, you know, uh, that dog, that, you know, you can be assertive, and uh, it's good not to show fear, but we do not have authority over the animal kingdom. Not yet. Not yet. And because it's limited. And the scripture here in Hebrews uh, 2 and 8 lets us know that all, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet have all things put under him. So we're living in a, in, in a, in a time where uh, we have limited authority. Go to the next slide. Limited authority. There's a not yet that we operate in. Though our authority is limited now, one day it will be fully restored. One day our bodies are going to be redeemed. And then we will have authority over the material universe of disease, disaster, and death. Hallelujah. So we know that there's a better day coming. Amen. Aren't you glad there's a better day coming? I know I am. But one thing, while I'm waiting on a better day to come, I don't want to live beneath my privilege now. Amen. In the areas that we have authority, we need to exercise that authority. Because you know what I find out? If you don't exercise it, uh, the devil will try to run roughshod over you. In the areas of the, of, of the world, the flesh, and the devil. You all with me today? Yeah. Amen. Let's go to the next one. So today, uh, what we're going to do in part two, we're going to look at some truths that flow from our limits and privileges of kingdom authority. We're going to see some of, you know, since, since we understand now, we have uh, limited authority. But, but, but uh, and, and there's a reason why God won't give us full authority right now. I talked about that last week. There's a reason God doesn't give us uh, 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 full authority right now. He limits our authority, and you know the reason for that is because our bodies have not been redeemed. You see, man or uh, mankind, we 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 uh, have a spirit, uh, we got a soul, and we live in a body. And when we when when we were born again, our spirit was made alive again. The spirit that died under Adam, uh, was made alive again. And uh, our soul is progressively you will cooperate with the process being sanctified. The Bible calls it the saving of the soul. Uh, and so there's a process. Each of us have our own uh, uniquely tailored course in life. And God uses... Uh, The the, the happenings and the circumstances of our life uh, and and, and our reaction to that, uh, if if, if we cooperate with the process, we should be getting better instead of worse. We should be getting better instead of worse. That's why the Bible says, work out your salvation, your, your, your soul salvation with fear and tremble. There's a process for the soul. Uh, uh, the saving of the soul. Uh, It is a progressive process of sanctification. But our bodies, our bodies haven't been redeemed yet. That's why when Jesus comes back, uh, those that are dead and in the grave, their bodies are going to be changed, and they're going to come out of the grave, and then those who are alive and remain are going to be changed. Over in Thessalonians, it talks about that in a twinkling in a moment. And, and, and they're going to be changed. And the Bible said, and we will be like him. Amen. So the reason he does not give us uh, unlimited authority right now is that our bodies haven't been redeemed yet. We don't have our glorified bodies. And uh, frankly, God knows he can't trust us. Some of us, we get a little money and it goes to our head. You know, where we can rub two, you know, quarters of, or, or, you know, several, you know, hundred dollar bills together. Uh, and, and people say, you know what, money changes people. Money doesn't change people. What the money does is it shows who they really are. And and, and so uh, God knows that uh, uh, he can't trust us with unlimited power right now because our bodies have not been redeemed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to the next one. So uh, we're going to talk about some of the truths that flow uh, from the spiritual authority that we have. The first truth I'd like to talk about is that yesterday's curse brings bondage. Amen. Looking back, sometimes you got to look back uh, uh, in order to appreciate, uh, appreciate where you are now. Yesterday's curse brings bondage bondage. And when we move to the scripture, the next slide there, Romans 8 and 18. And in Romans 8 and 18 it says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. I want you to pay particular attention. The glory that's coming is going to be in us. In us. The work God wants to do, a lot of times we think it's our circumstances that's got to change. A lot of times we think our location has got to change. A lot of times we think uh, 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 it's about somebody else, but what's coming, God is going to do something glorious and is going to be revealed in us. It says, verse 19, for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Not only were mankind affected by Adam's fall, but the whole creation was affected by the fall. And, 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 and you know, uh, a lot of times, you know, I, I think we don't uh, comprehend Or uh, uh, fully appreciate the damage that was done in the fall. And the effect that it is still having in this world today. There's a lot of messed up stuff that's going on. And when you trace it back uh, to its its, its origin and its beginning, its origin has to do with the fall in the Garden of Eden. And so the whole creation was affected, and and all of creation is waiting for the manifestation or the revealing. Is waiting on us yes. to become who God is going to ultimately bring us back to being. Yes. Let's go to the next verse. There we're still in the, uh, verse twenty, Romans eight twenty. It said, "For the creation, the creation was subjected." To fertility not willingly but because of him who subjected it to uh, subjected it in hope now when you look at uh, when you look at that verse there Romans 8 and 20 I talked about the creation was affected by the fall look at that verse it says for the creation was subjected to futility in other words God cursed it God cursed the creation that he made. Not willingly, because of him. You notice the H is capitalized. That's that's signifying that the one who did it was God. But notice it said, because of him who subjected it in hope. That, that, That seems kind of odd that when he cursed it, it's saying he cursed the creation Because of the fall, but he did it in hope. You see, when man chose his own evil way, God put a curse upon creation. The curse was not only for judgment, but it was also uh, in God's mercy. The worst thing that could have happened to a fallen humanity would be to live with the infection of sin without the corresponding fever pain of corruption and bondage in the material world in other words when when, when, when mankind failed in sin and, and yielded to Satan uh, if God would allow paradise to stay paradise God would allow paradise to stay paradise but uh, uh, Adam and, and Eve being spiritually dead, and then their children, if we would have grown up in paradise. Any of y'all ever when you were, were, were children growing up, you know, used to think that you was with the wrong family? You know, somebody kidnapped you, you, you're part of a royal family somewhere, somebody looking for you, got a lot of money. You know, here you are, you stand in the projects and you know, like, I, I, I should be in a mansion. If God would have allowed the earth to to remain a paradise, but for mankind to be spiritually dead—that's like having a disease, but not having any symptoms. Having having a serious disease, but no symptoms. Now there are a lot of us that would say, "Well, you know, I, I I wish I didn't have any symptoms." But 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 if you, if you have no symptoms. You're not going to go get help for the disease. Am I, am I telling the truth? There are a lot of us, amen, right now, we got bad tooth, teeth in our mouth. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I said we. I there are a lot of us sitting here, we got bad teeth in our mouth. But as long as it's not hurting, long as it's not giving us any pain, long as it's not swelling and got infection in it, I don't know about you. Maybe you're more diligent than I am, but the devil ain't gonna see me <laughs> until he start causing more problems. Y- y- y'all get what I'm saying? So, so if God would allow the world to stay a paradise, and yet man be dead in sin and trespasses, it, 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 it would it, 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 it would not have been good for us. It would not have been good for us. And you know what? I think about some of the things that that, uh, have happened in, in, in our lives. All of us have a story. All of us have a story. And I think about some of the things that have happened in our lives. We wish it would have went a different way. But you know what? I wonder if it had gone, you know, if it had been just smooth sailing all the time and what happened. Would we be who we are now? Would we be sitting where we're sitting now? You know, if there had not been, I, I, there was a song that said, "Through it all, yeah. I learned to trust in Jesus. I learned to trust in God through it all." Amen. If I never had a problem, I never knew God could solve. It. Yeah. I never knew what faith in His Word would do. Yeah. Amen. So uh, it was God who subjected the creation to fertility, not willingly. That wasn't what God wanted, but he had to do it because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also was delivered from, uh, uh, delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. In other words, when, when we receive our redeemed bodies, uh, we're going to have a new earth, a new heaven and a new earth. It's going to, uh, so it's waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. Notice it says there, uh, For we know that the whole creation grows and labors with birth pains until now. This, the, the, the creation is waiting, amen, on our uh, uh, redemption. And, 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 and when we receive our redeemed bodies... This is going to be a, a whole entirely different world. Oh, yeah. Next slide. Now, I've been talking about some things that might bring some questions up. And uh, one question that might come up would be, well, why doesn't God just kill the devil and destroy evil? You know, you ever thought about that? You know, God could just, you know... Finish this thing off. Just get rid of the devil and destroy evil. But what we need to understand is that God cannot destroy evil without destroying freedom. Our ability to choose. You see, God, he he, he didn't want robots that he could program to do what he wanted to do. He gave us freedom of choice. Amen. The next slide there. uh, as we delve into that just a little bit further, you see, to destroy freedom would destroy the opportunity to love. To destroy love would destroy uh, the highest good. Because God is love. And God does not, therefore, destroy evil. God's not going to destroy evil. What He's going to do is He's going to defeat evil. God is willing to take the, 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 the long way around in order to accomplish uh, uh, and set the, 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 the universe back uh, uh, to his original order. But uh, uh, he's not going to destroy freedom. He's not going to destroy love. Uh, if God would destroy evil, he'd have to destroy us. Y- y- y'all, 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 y'all get what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't know. You know, that's like saying that you know, you're going to go to the operating room and we're going to destroy that cancer. But while we're destroying that cancer, uh, the patient is not going to survive the operation. It's like a person that's got uh, mice or rats in their house and in order to destroy the mice and rats, they take a flamethrower and burn the house down. Yeah, you got rid of them, but you got rid of the house too. God's, God's, God's working something out where uh, He can preserve the patient. You, you all get anything out of this? Amen. Let's go. Let's go a little bit further. So, what we need to remember then. Uh, We need to remember that dominion was legally lost by Adam and Eve in the garden. And since it was legally lost, it must be legally reclaimed. And God is wisely and systematically doing just that. And and, and so that's why uh, there's some things we're going to have to put up with and deal with until our change comes amen we're gonna to have to put up and deal with uh, uh, uh you know uh, the, the Bible talks about the world is in the bondage of corruption that's some stuff we're gonna to have to put up with and deal with but but God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness he's given you know God said okay you're gonna to have to some stuff you're gonna to have to deal with but I'm giving you some tools and with the right tools amen Uh, One songwriter said it like this Jesus is the captain of your ship You ought to be able to make it through the storm Hallelujah Going to the next one we see uh, Talking about some truths that flow from it Uh, Not only was the creation affected But the animal kingdom was corrupted Uh, In the fall I mentioned mosquitoes before any, any of y'all ever thought about, why did God invent mosquitoes? And, and uh, you know, some of these other creatures that uh, afflict us. Uh, you know, why did God invent a mosquito? Well, I believe before the fall, mosquitoes didn't live on blood. I don't know what they lived on before the fall, but, but I believe that the animal kingdom was corrupted in the fall. And that's one of the reasons why uh, they call it. You know, some call it the survival of the fittest, and 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 it's really creation groaning under the curse. Animals were originally created to coexist in harmony, and now they're uh, mercilessly uh, clawing their way to the top of the animal kingdom. And and and, and uh, you know, the Bible talks about when Jesus comes back, and. Uh, and, and begins to restore things and say the lion is going to lay down with the lamb. So even the animal kingdom was affected uh, by the fall. And then on the next one, uh, you'll see the mineral kingdom was also corrupted. I gave the verses there. I'm not taking the time to read it. Genesis three and fourteen talks about the animals. Uh, Genesis three seventeen the. the, the the mineral kingdom was corrupted. And what I mean by that, uh, a lot of the elements in the earth, uh, deserts and erosion, wastelands, scar, once beautiful, the, the once beautiful face of the green earth, skies and oceans are polluted with man's industrial uh, workmanship, and uh, the paradise that God intended this world to be has been marred by sin. been barred. It's been affected. Not only uh, uh, has the mineral kingdom been affected, but the vegetable kingdom has been affected and corrupted by the fall. Immediately after the fall, God told Adam, you're going to have to uh, uh, work by the sweat of your brow and the earth is going to bring up weeds, thorns, and thistles. In many instances, this world has become a garden of weeds. And the sweat of our brow waters the dandelions that have infiltrated our lives and our gardens. Pests have set up camp in many of our vegetable gardens. Have you noticed how hardy weeds are? All you've got to do is not do anything and the weeds will take over. That's an indication of the fall. You gotta, you gotta actively get stuff to try to deal with weeds. But a lot of times, the plants you're trying to grow, you gotta nurse and baby them. And and so when it talks about the whole creation, is groaning, amen. Uh, is groaning, amen, for the manifestation of the Son of God. Now, it's interesting when we talk about groaning. Not only is creation groaning. But the Bible says in, in that scripture, we grow. Have, have you ever started reflecting on some of the troubles of this world? And, and, and some of the things that you see in the headlines? And some of the things you might see on social media and it make you grow? Some stuff that you look at and you say that just don't make sense. used to be things could happen and and you wouldn't know about it instantaneously but in the age that we live in uh, we can know about stuff happening halfway around the world and we'll know it almost instantaneously and if you have a heart if you have a heart there are things that that go on and and you'll say my God somebody needs to do something it shouldn't be this way it shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't. Be a, so, so not only is creation groaning, but we groan. Yeah. And that's some stuff that'll, that'll happen that'll make you groan. And then not only are we groaning, but you know what the Bible says, the Holy Spirit grows. But when the Holy Spirit grows, He's taking our prayers that we don't have the words to pray. He's taking our, 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 the weight of our care. And when the Holy Spirit is able to intercede in our behalf, amen, and, and, and communicate and talk with God. And there's some things that uh, we can't fix it now. But, but don't fool yourself. God's going to fix it. Amen. Uh, uh, judgment is going to fix a whole lot of stuff amen uh, God's going to fix it let me let, let, let me move on next one the, se- the, the second truth that we need to understand is that tomorrow's conquest is going to bring liberty when we look back we get an understanding of why stuff is as messed up as it is because the creation uh, 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 was legally lost uh, by Adam. But, but, but thank God, tomorrow's conquest is going to bring liberty. We're still over there in Romans uh, 8. And in Romans 8.22 it says there, uh, Romans 8.22 it says, For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains unto now. And not only that, but we also, who have the first fruit of the Spirit, even we ourselves grow within ourselves, eagerly awaiting the adoption and the redemption of our bodies. Talked about the fact, I talked about this last week, that uh, when a householder would uh, uh, have a son by a slave, in order for that son to have the right of privilege, Uh, uh, to to own any property or or, or any inheritance he had to be, even though the householder fathered the son he had to legally give him his name he had to legally adopt him and and, and that's what God did for us when we were in our trespasses and sin and when Adam legally gave away uh, uh, his rights and privileges as a son of God Jesus came as the last Adam, and, 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 and by what he accomplished on the cross, amen, uh, 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 made peace with God. He said he became sin for us who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in him, and we became joint heirs with Christ. Yeah. So it says there, in verse 23, then, not, uh, not only that, but we also who have the first fruits you know what the first fruit is? The first fruit is the Holy Spirit. Those of us that have been born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, that's, uh, that's our earnest. Anybody bought a house where you had to put up earnest money? You know, uh, before you took possession of the house, you gave what's called earnest money uh, to, to, to uh, show to the seller that you were serious. And that you were going to execute and and fulfill the other uh, aspects of the contract. When God gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit, God was showing that he's serious about our redemption. Hallelujah. And I know you can go along and some of you can say, well, you know, that Holy Spirit stuff, I ain't sure about that. I'm telling you, it's the first fruit, it's the uh, earnest. Of our uh, uh, and, and and so it says not only that but also you who have the first fruits of the spirit even we ourselves grown within ourselves eagerly wait for the adoption and the redemption of our bodies. I don't know about you, hey, Amen. I still got some stuff that I, I want to accomplish. I, I still got some things, but but there are times when I see the condition this world is getting into. There's a there's a prayer that 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 that, that inwardly goes out when it says, Come, Lord Jesus. Come Lord Jesus. Yes. Amen. When you go to the next slide, there the golden age, a golden age is going to dawn upon this planet when Jesus returns. Amen. There, 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 uh, uh, when Jesus returns, that's what we're waiting on. Amen. Uh, and, and when he comes. Uh, uh, it's going to get stuff going to get straightened out. Yes. Hallelujah. Now what he told us to do while we're waiting on him to come he told us to occupy.
1: Yes.
0: Occupy yes. till I come. Yes. So, so we've got to operate in the authority that belongs to us as believers even though it's limited it's powerful. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. Remember I told you, we got authority over what? The world system, the flesh, and the devil. Amen. The stuff that the enemy is setting up. We we don't have to take it. Amen. But we can, and and, uh, as I've been talking about, we operate in limited authority. Now there's some times when God can override the situation. Like uh, Desmond was saying earlier, he can do a miracle. He can do a miracle. God, uh, God can completely override a situation. And uh, 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 in His sovereign authority and power, He can do a miracle. Now, I can't guarantee. You know, a lot of times they put on the posters and stuff and say, oh, yeah, we guarantee there's going to be miracles and this and that. Uh, a lot of that's hype and advertising. Amen. Uh, I can't guarantee a miracle, but I can guarantee that God will honor His word. And if, and if he so chooses, Amen. In his in his sovereign will, uh, that's more the better. But I think God fixed it where we're not supposed to try to survive on a mirror. Y'all hear me? Amen. He wants faith to be in operation when he comes back to the earth, and so that's why he said, "Occupy until I come." So, a golden age is going to die upon this planet when Jesus returns. Next slide: the animal kingdom is going to be changed. Animal kingdom is going to be changed. You know, if we had, I, I, I was talking about our, our authority is limited. You know what? I, you know, and, and, and as I studied, and I began. You know, when I go fishing, I, I wish I did have the authority to make them bite my hook. <laughs> I, I wish I did have, you know, the, the, uh, and, and you know how, you know, where sometimes you say, man, if I could just get one. And you know what happens, you get one, and then you say, well, nah, if I could just get another one. and And maybe another one. We clean out. If, if we had that kind of authority, we clean out the lakes. Some of us. Uh, but, but no, we operate limited authority. Limited authority. Now one thing that I found also, Uh, when it comes to miracles and, 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 and supernatural things, it's not what you say and it's not what I say that counts. It's what God says. That's what counts. And what I found is there are times that God will let us in on what he's saying. We'll be able to eavesdrop on what God is saying. And when we, in the spirit, hear what God is saying and say what God is saying, then our words won't fall to the ground without being accomplished. And you'll see some fantastic things happen. But it wasn't because you named it and claimed it. All right. It was because you said what he said. All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next slide. It may not going to be much longer. Uh, not only will the animal kingdom uh, be changed Uh, back to uh, uh, what God originally intended, but the minerals and the vegetable kingdoms are going to be changed. I don't know if you noticed, but when you read in the Bible, in the book of uh, Revelations over there, where it talks about a new heaven and a new earth, it talks about how the plants, and and, and, you know what, thank God uh, for the life and healing properties that God put in plants. Thank God for it. You know, when it comes to vitamins and stuff like that, uh, uh, you know, I I don't know if you're into vitamins or not. But one thing that I've learned, uh, I don't waste my money on artificial vitamins. Artificial vitamins are made from petroleum products. And your body was not made to be able to to, to sustain uh, from petroleum products. And so if you want vitamins that are going to be effective, you need vitamins that come from plants and food. And, and, and so I don't waste my money on that. And, 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 and I thank God for uh, the healing properties and the life uh, that's in natural things. But, but, but it's limited. But when Jesus returns, do you all notice in the book of Revelation it says... How that they're going to be trees that are going to grow by the river that will bear uh, twelve manner fruit, and it says now now it says and the leaves. Anybody read it? Oh yes. The leaves that are on the trees are going to be used for the healing of the nations. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's, that's that's why I believe that. Uh, a lot of the keys to some of the diseases and the things that we suffer with, amen, uh, uh, is in the plants. And, 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 and maybe not to the full degree, but when Jesus comes back, they're going to, the, the, even the plant world is going to be restored. And I believe that there's going to be a natural remedy for natural men and women for every disease and sickness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mineral, vegetable kingdom are going to be changed. Next slide. Our bodies are going to be changed. Bible talks about how uh, that our bodies are going to be uh, redeemed. We're going to have a glorified body. And... Uh, Go to that next slide. I want you to think about it. Think of your glorified body. You're going to be like him. Every vestige of sin will be removed. You're going to have ageless vitality. Uh, i told it before, and I won't go into the whole story, but, you know, God has uh, uh, showed me in visions uh, in the past. God has showed me loved ones that have passed on. And I remember how they looked. When they died, but when God showed me the vision of them, uh, they didn't look the same way that they died. They were at optimum, at an optimum age, at a man at, at, at optimum vitality, uh, uh, healthy, and, and and what have you, and uh, and, and 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 so uh, y- you know, some of us, you know, the longer you live, and the more stuff you deal with, uh, the more you know scars and. You know, uh, I I, I have a limp that I have every so often because of a fall and some breaks uh, that uh, every now and then bothers me and and, and what have you. And I I was doing something uh, recently, and I began to kind of look at how I was motivating and walking and and, and what, you know, we don't just jump up. You get a little age on you. You don't just jump up like you did when you were young. Now, some of you are you still young enough and you don't know what I'm talking about, but just keep living.
1: Yeah.
0: Just keep living. But 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 I thank God that and 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 you want to take care of your body to the best of your ability. But I thank God that I'm gonna have a redeemed body. And and, and and some of those injuries and some of the stuff that a man has hampered and has a tendency to hinder. Amen. Uh, When we have that redeemed body, amen, we're going to be like him. Optimal age. Vitality. No sorrow. No trouble. No weakness. No pain. Every wrinkle, blemish, fault placed by the curse of sin will be erased forever. And in their place will be the likeness of Jesus Christ. He said we'll be like Him. Hallelujah. My, my, my. Last, amen, we're almost done. So that third truth then is today's comfort. Amen. How do we have comfort uh, uh, in, 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 in troubled times that we live in today? Well, the reason we can have comfort is because what I've been talking about lets us know that we got hope. Amen. We can live with hope. And as you go to the scripture, amen, as we begin to wrap up here, Romans 8.24. In Romans eight and twenty four, it says, therefore we were saved in hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope in what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. That's the key. To not losing your mind. That's the key. You, 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 can't, you can't give up. Amen. You've come too far. You, 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 you prayed too long. You've been through too much to give up now. Amen. We have a hope for what we don't see yet in the in, 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 in our natural eye, but with the eye of faith, I know. That better days are coming. Verse 26. Next one there. Likewise the spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray as we are. But the spirit makes intercession for us. With groanings that cannot be uttered. Amen. The Holy Ghost is, is, is our help. Now he who searches the heart. Knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Amen. I say we got hope. And 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 then that's and 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 the foundation is set up. And so when you get to the 28th verse there, we like to quote it. But you need to quote it in context, it says, and we know. Say that with me. And we know, and we know that, all that all things work together, work
1: together for,
0: good for good to those, to those who, love God who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. To his purpose. It's, it's, it's going to be good. And, 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 and stuff that don't look good is working out for our good. Because we know that all things work together for the good to them who call to God according to his purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and and so that we've been in that eighth chapter of the book of Romans. That's what we that, that's what we've been talking about in this message. And that eighth chapter of the book of Romans, it begins with no condemnation. Say that with me. No condemnation. It begins with no condemnation. Amen. When you walk in the the spirit and not the flesh, there is therefore now no condemnation. It begins with no condemnation, and then the end of Romans chapter 8 ends with no separation. That's good news. No condemnation, no separate, nothing shall separate us. From the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what we got to do then is we've got to remember that the love that lifted us out of, the, out of our sins, the love of God that lifted us out of our sins, will one day lift us to our ultimate authority, where we will reign with him forever. Hallelujah. Did you get anything from the word today? The limits and privileges. You know, I looked up that word privilege. And uh, when I looked up that word privilege, uh, a privilege is not for everybody. Y'all hear me? A privilege is not for everybody. A privilege is for certain individuals can exercise the privilege. Now, if it's a right, if if, if it's a a universal right, everybody can operate in you. But but a privilege, everybody can operate in a privilege. So we've been talking about the limits and privilege of spiritual authority. I'd let you know that as a child of God, God has made you welcome. But it's up to you to exercise your privilege. Is all right? you stand on your feet, we're going to get ready to release it.